So one of my exes and I dated in high school, broke up in 2004, didn't talk or see each other for 10 years, only to date again for four months in 2015 and break up under the same previous circumstances. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. Looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. I'm your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Uh, this episode is titled, To All the Girls I Never Loved. To All the Girls I Never Loved. There is a Netflix, Netflix, wow, Netflix um, movie series called To All the, To All the Boys I Ever Loved. Um, the first one was pretty good I'm sorry to all the boys I loved before I'm so glad I didn't try to say that verbatim but uh, yeah the title of this episode is to all the girls I never loved um, the title of the Netflix uh, movies that came out where well, the first one came out in 2018 the title of it is to all the boys I've loved before um, that particular character in that movie uh, the main character has like a shoebox full of of letters that she never delivered to the guys that she was interested in. Like she had a really close friend that she had a crush on, um, who turned out to be um, um, homosexual. So she was like, "Really?" He was like, "Uh, yeah." And she was like, "Oh, oh, well, hold on. He was, but she didn't know he was." when she liked him so now that they're still friends it makes sense but he didn't know that she used to like him so um i think she had a couple of more letters to other guys but she never sent them out so her sister her little sister decided to mail all the letters and that's how that first one goes and then i think there's two more that came out over the last couple of years so that is a Netflix recommendation if you're interested in it. It's a, love, it's, an, it's a dope movie to watch with like your significant other, your spouse or somebody that you're dating who's into stuff like that. So, uh, But anyway, I thought this would be interesting because usually when people talk about their past relationships at some form or fashion, depending on the experience that you have, the person telling the story uh, could come off as the victim. Everything was done against them. Um, and it probably was. Uh, specifically, if you were in a abusive relationship, 
we used to say just physical abuse of uh, phys uh, we used to uh, mention only physical abuse but abuse isn't always physical it's mental psychological um so yeah yeah I, in hindsight there was just a period that i've dated girls and it, things didn't last longer than a couple of months or even a year and that i was just going through this trend that actually started post high school all the way up until grad school grad i wish <laughs> undergrad undergrad school so um, undergrad just say undergrad cj <laughs> but anyway uh yes uh, it continued through that time span i want to say um between 2005 and 2011 probably or 2010 so about five years um, I was a serial dater. A friend of mine, well, yeah, a friend of mine back then told me that I was a serial dater and I took offense to it, but it was true. I, I wasn't maintaining the consistent relationship with a lot of the um, girls that I was involved with. So anyway, uh, it's not really about that. Um, I wanted to tell the encounters of my major relationships, um, relationships that actually helped me get to this point where I ended up marrying my wife, uh, Adrian Pennywell. Uh, we got married last year uh, at the peak of COVID when COVID, when the CDC started um, creating guidelines and limiting gatherings around the time uh, a week before our wedding. I've told the story before we had over a hundred and something guests on the day of our wedding. We only had maybe 20 something. A lot of people couldn't fly in, including my wife's father, who was going to walk her down the aisle. Um, my dad couldn't make it in. Um, a lot of people couldn't come. Pivotal people in our lives couldn't attend our ceremony because of what went on. Um, but I'll save that for later as far as details and from another aspect. But I wanted to mention uh, my first girlfriend. First girlfriend, I want to say when I was 12 years old. She actually lived in Blytheville, Arkansas, which is where I'm from. Um, she was actually really good friends to one of my cousins, and that's how I met her. And back then, I was—I just thought she was the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> and um, I just—I would write her letters. I think I might have gotten a letter from her. I'm not sure, um, but I would write her letters, and um, every opportunity I got, I would go see her whenever I would go to Arkansas not even thinking about the fact that it wasn't really a relationship. I mean, I was 12 years old. We were both kids. Um, but yeah, she was my girlfriend. Um, we never, it's funny thing is, we never really broke up. We just faded out. Like, like even to this day, like she's married with a couple of kids. I think they've been married for about 12, almost 11, 12 years. So we've been over each other, but it was, um, I didn't know. I just thought a relationship was a relationship. I just I just knew I wanted a girlfriend, but I didn't have enough confidence to approach women. You know, I, back in high school, I saw that you had the guys who were cool because they played sports. There were some guys who were cool because they had confidence. But me, I didn't have that. I was very insecure. I was I thought I was on the chubby side. 
wasn't really muscular or, or fit. I played baseball, um, but I never really worked out. I really didn't get into running until I got to college. Um, but even so, it was just, I was just smitten. I was so in love, but so blind to the fact that I had my entire life ahead of me. But when you're a, when you are a kid, your world is narrow. Your vision is narrow and your world um, is so much, your world is so much bigger to the point where you don't make room for other people's worlds or you don't make room for other people on your world or in your world. And that's the typical selfish thing for kids to do because when you come out of the womb, you have a selfish nature because you're hungry and you want to be comfortable and you want to be loved. As a kid, you don't know you want to be loved, but eventually as you grow older, you realize there are things that you need that is more than money, um, that's more than artificial um, things that can pacify you for the moment, um, but doesn't promise longevity. And the older you get, the more you become aware of that. So, but yeah, I was just so taken by this girl. Um, there were, there was one time that, um, which will lead into the next story. There was one time where I was dating my high school girlfriend and it was, it was, um, I was visiting Blytheville for like a month. It was right after graduation. My dumb behind decided to use all my graduation money to purchase a round trip on a Greyhound bus to go to Blytheville and go to Texas and go from Texas back home. And I was going to stop through, see my family, and then keep going and see my girlfriend at the time in high school in Texas. So, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, like that, me referencing my first girlfriend, that was my first girlfriend. But this next segment is titled Long Distant Lover. That's what I became. I, that, was my, that was my thing. You know, I didn't date locally because I didn't think that I would. I didn't have enough confidence in myself again to approach anyone or to be vulnerable like that. I did not want to receive rejection because then I would take it personally. So but yeah um that time that and this will transition into this this next uh, story um my girlfriend in high school i was coming to see her things were getting a little rocky at that point we had been dating up you know since nine no since 10th grade so we dated for about two years but long distance this was back when aol uh, was was having chat rooms and you know you would enter a chat room be like hey um i'm like what 18 um, tall, black, brown eyes. Like you would give your profile and you would only go by that profile unless somebody had a video camera or they had a picture that they could send you via email. Um, but that's how we met. We actually ended up sending, and I'm talking about my girlfriend that I met in high school, but I get back to the first girlfriend I had. Um, but we, we sent each other pictures and we, we were like, oh, we were smitten by each other. And then we actually met in 10th or 11th grade 
her family came down to Georgia because she was looking for colleges. Um, but she did take the opportunity to meet me face to face. So, um, but going back to my first uh, girlfriend that summer before I went to Texas, there was a moment where her and I, like we both were in relationships, um, but we got into um, a wrestling match and we wrestled up into the morning. Like it was so weird, like you can tell, I, we weren't just wrestling each other, we were wrestling with the idea of doing something that we always wanted to do, which was go beyond. Like we never really, we never kissed. That's so like we I never my first kiss. I did not get my first kiss until I was 19 years old. Yeah, 19 years old with my girlfriend that I had in high school. So, yeah. <laughs> um but we never kissed me and my first girlfriend. We never did anything. And we had the opportunity to do so, but battling the idea of being devoted um to our, uh, our our boyfriend, our girlfriend and boyfriend that we had being devoted and being honest. We couldn't go that far. So after that, I remember that was the end of that. That was I think that was the end of any possibility of our initial relationship. So but going back to uh, my official long distance relationship where I was invested um, we would talk on the phone I would get phone cards um, I would sneak on my mom's phone because she had long distance at a, after a certain hour I would even sneak on the house phone and accrue accumulate um, hundreds of dollars worth of um, phone bills because it was long distance and we would stay on the phone for like a couple of hours and I was so inconsiderate of that I mean kind of, I mean I was a kid you know of course I didn't pay attention to that stuff I'm like whatever we can afford it I'm like mom could afford it not we I ain't even really have a job so <laughs> so what made me think that that was comfortable that what made me think that that was okay well again being a kid your world centers around you and to the point where you realize that your decisions affect other people so Anyway, fast forward, um, I after that trip to Blytheville, I get to Texas. We end up breaking up because we have like these huge arguments. I mean, she was already interested in this guy that she was working with. And um, but the thing is, when she came to see me the first time, she came with the possibility of, yo, I might end up going to college down here so we can be closer together. Me, I was thinking about college, but I didn't make preparations for it. So I did not make plans to go to college in Texas, but she made plans to go to college in Georgia. So the selfishness on my part created friction between us two and resentment. So she was like, well, Obviously, he doesn't seem invested, so I'm just going to pursue other means. So she was interested in this one guy, and when I was there, they were still talking, but she was with me, and I took that personally. 
but I totally overlooked my part that I the part that I played in the in the disconnect that we developed so we ended up breaking up a week before I left so here I am in the in the room literally right next to her and um, and we we're not together I don't even think her mom knows at the time she probably did but we had like this large big argument and we just broke up so I had to wait a week before I got back on the bus and I remember getting on the bus grabbing her face and crying because I knew that was it that was the end that would probably be the last time I saw her so so yeah um, went back home got depressed that was my first spell of depression lost about 20 pounds all I all I was eating was ramen noodles that's all I ate I would stay in my room didn't come out and lost some weight and then all of a sudden things started changing when I got a different job um, decided that I wanted to work at a <laughs> at a factory for a few months and things changed after that and I will get into that um, later uh, but for right now we're gonna take a quick break and I'll be right back So, TGUS listeners, if you haven't heard already, I am currently editing my second chapbook, um, poetry chapbook titled uh, Side B, as in Side B of the mixtape. If you can recall being young, um, having to, um, prob you know, primarily growing up in the 90s, having to listen to the radio and catch the songs that you like. And once you know that they're coming on, you press the re record button on the cassette uh, tape player and you catch as much of that song as you can hopefully without the interference of the DJ or the, if, the, if the DJ ends up cutting the song short um, obviously you're gonna get you were gonna get the edited version because it was edited for radio but nowadays you can download any song at your request via Spotify um, Apple music Google Play whatever Google music there's so many different platforms but aside from that um, I have a history and a, uh, I guess, a personal knack for writing extended poet poetic pieces. So if you've heard of my first chapbook called Resignation, I released that, um, I think it was on February 22nd, 2020. Um, it's a, a conglomerate of um, poems that i had written and rewritten over the span of 10 years uh, rooted in my manhood um, the manhood that i entered um, in college um, the evolution of my manhood so i wanted to release that and i did but now i wanted to release something uh, with more intimate uh, subjects and a more variety of subjects so uh, but alongside with that i'm also 
record music. Um, I'm a true fan of hip hop music. So if you haven't checked out my um, YouTube page, you can just look up my name. You can see a couple of music uh, videos that I've created. Um, I'm going to be releasing mixtapes or mixed playlists, as you will, that are associated with this book. So I'm going to release uh, a, a, a mixed playlist one mixed playlist two and probably a third one before i actually release the chat book so i'm still editing editing the chat book and i'm also going to be putting together play music playlists that um that are relevant to the actual chat book so check it out be on the lookout for that i'm going to be on social media promoting that very soon so um so far thank you for listening the latest episode of the glory in our stories and right now we'll get right back to the interview episode of the glory in our stories titled to all the girls i never loved to all the girls i never loved i don't mean to say that in a in a spiteful or offensive way but i really didn't understand love in a relationship be honest until um the very tail end of the relationship i was in before i got into a relationship with my current uh with my with my wife I don't want to say current rife as if there's going to be an expiration date anytime soon. So, um, but I meant with my, uh, with my wife. So, um, Adrian, so going back to my high school girlfriend, um, we broke up, uh, got depressed. That was 2004, summer of 2004, fast forward to 2015. Now at this point, I had graduated college the year before and I had also experienced depression post-graduation because I was unsure as to where I was going, where I was headed in life. I had plans. They, um, they fell through. And um, so, yeah, I had to, uh, had to, had to move back home. And um, I had to move back home. Hold on. Yeah, so my plans. Sorry if you're trying to look some up. Uh, but my plans did fall through. And um, yeah, I wanted to go left that was cut off. I wanted to go right. That was cut off. So I was like, where do I go? And thankfully, my mom had told us years ago, she said, if there's ever a moment you need to come back home, you're more than welcome. So it was mine. It was that was my opportunity to go back home. I didn't want to go, but I but I did. So I went through this, went into this deep depression. And I never forget. It was November. I had just got home from work. I, at the time, I was commuting like 40 minutes, 
30 to 40 minutes to go to work and they may not seem like a lot but the income that i had was basically part-time um thankfully i was in a position where i was only responsible for certain bills and i could live with my mom so at the time so that was a blessing in itself i will not uh discount that so um but during that time i was depressed because i felt that i was not where i should have been easy to say when you're only looking it through your eyes opposed to looking at it the way god sees it uh, there's a song off the of the uh, prince of egypt soundtrack i think that came out in like 97 98 called look through heaven look through heaven's eyes and it's basically about seeing things um the way god sees it the way he planned it all along uh, we obviously can't understand it but it makes perfect sense to him and at that time it didn't make any sense to me so um around november mid-november i wanted to i wanted to die i did and i didn't have the uh the gumption to uh, initiate my exit um so i went to bed and i said god if you want to take me now you can and i was so serious which was funny because it's like god said funny you should say that so usually when i go to work i cut the ringer off on my phone so it doesn't go off because where i was working that was a no-no even though people cut the ringer on anyway uh, but that was a no-no um so i i cut my ringer on i think i left it on for some odd reason and i received the text a text in the middle of the night from my high school girlfriend the one that I had not seen or spoken to in about 10 years. And she said, hey, it's me. And I was like, huh. So I thought that was a sign from God saying, yo, this was meant to be. Now is our chance. So we rekindled a relationship that we had 10 years ago as if nothing happened, as if we were just catching up. You know, come to find out she had a son, been married, went through some stuff. And there she was in her life. And, you know, me basically fresh out of college, um, had my personal experiences. And here I was back at home. We both were living at home due to circumstances. Um, me, I was more upset with myself because I didn't plan my, my exit strategy very well. So um, I do recommend to anyone, if you're in college, start making plans two to three out three hours two to three years before you graduate make those plans it may not go as as you planned but your steps will be ordered um that is biblical man's make a man makes plan but man a man makes his plans but god orders his steps and notice the structure of that scripture it says you have to make plans so god can order your steps so making plans is a necessity it's required um Put, put forth the effort. If you're going to grad school, put those applications out, write your letters, get your portfolios together, do whatever you have to do, but make plans early. Don't wait to the last minute because that's exactly what I did and things didn't go well initially. Uh, but thankfully, God had blessed me with the opportunity to redeem, redeem myself. Um, but anyway, we started back talking. 
we jumped right back into a relationship with each other. That was in November of 2015, 2016, in February, she actually flew in to see me. And she was there, she was here in Georgia for one week. And it was, at the time, pure bliss. Pure bliss. Now, I'm being candid um, right now. Um, we partake, we partook of a physical relationship with each other, something that we had never done. So that was the line we crossed. Um, we wanted to when we were in high school, but we were young and we had promised we were going to wait until marriage. And at that moment, I... Um, I figured that, hey, this is the perfect time, you know? Um, but yeah, she was here for a week. She flew back. And then she said, okay, are you looking into uh, coming to see us? Sorry, it's going to be probably loud for a second because people are walking through. Um, so, um, but anyway, I am, um, I was talking about in reference to my girlfriend at the time and it looks like people are taking a tour of the school so uh, I'm just listening and watching them pass by and it's like a large group of people so you all are going to hear some footsteps thankfully they're being quiet okay let's continue on with this podcast episode <laughs> that was random anyway well done CJ handling that moment okay um, but going back to what I was saying, that was very awkward. Yes, keep going. Um, so we um, we were um, we were uh, she came down and then it was my turn to actually go to see her in Texas. And I didn't have any money, so I couldn't go. So, you know, rewind all the way back to high school. There we were again. She made an effort and I didn't. And plus there were some other things I had to consider, but we ended up breaking up after November, December, January, for about four months, we ended up breaking up and haven't seen or heard from her since. And I don't plan on it, <laughs> not naturally anyway. So, and at that point in my life, I got tired of settling. Uh, not to say that I was settling with her, but think about it. I was so low in my life that I felt comfortable dating someone that I had broken up with initially based on what God wanted for the both of us. So it was his will for us not to be together. And I'm thinking, oh, we've had enough time between each other and amongst, you know, between um, then and now uh, to say, hey, this is what we want to do. Um, but no, that was not the case. That was not the case. So. 2015 had some contemplating contemplation to do I was did not like my job and I got tired of dating um, below a standard I needed to create a standard for myself I needed to start loving myself enough to say hey man you do deserve a good relationship so anyway um, that's when like Adrian and I my wife had been friends for a couple of years prior to this and I remember hearing amongst our friends um, that, yo, I think y'all would be a good match. And we were friends. We were really good friends. Not nice friends. We were good friends. We were being honest with each other. But I looked at her and I was like, yo, how is it that 
she is my friend such as a time as this because I've never had friendships with the girls that I've dated. Never. So that was the onset. That was the foundation which, and on which, upon which our relationship is built. And I would tell anyone, it is, it is best that you all have a friendship. Even if you, your friendship is only five months before you actually date. Have a foundation. Because when those moments come around where it's challenging, depending on how your relationship was built, if that foundation is made of sand, it will crumble. But if it's built upon solid rock, nothing can, no, no, no weapon man can prosper. No man, no weapon man forms can prosper. So, uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, so I'm about to go back uh, to uh, to reference um, this next segment. Uh, which is titled Different Girls in Different Worlds. Different Girls in Different Worlds. Now, this this took place during the time I went to uh, between high school, graduating high school, and graduating college. I can't even recall. I can't even recall all the names of the girls that I dated. Man. I tell you this, I, and I'm not saying this to brag, but I'm just being honest. I've only had um, sexual intercourse with three women in my life. And that includes my wife, three women. So imagine if I had did that with every girl I dated. Man, I've, I dated one girl that dated someone that I went to school with and was traumatized by that relationship. So her relationship with me um, couldn't last because she was living off of the residue because of that. So that didn't last. That relationship, I actually got my ears pierced because she thought it would be cute. Now I was 19 then. Um, one relationship, it was this girl that lived in our, um, um, here, that lived in Augusta. I would come see her. Um, I think she was staying with her aunt or something and one day we went to the movies and I was in my feelings and she said man you acting like a B like B word and I was like what and I was like yo just drop me off like I couldn't I couldn't believe that like I was maybe I was I don't know according to her standard maybe in reference to B being soft or whatever I don't know but she wanted to use a condescending uh, phrase to ex to describe how emotional I was being. So that's what that's the phrase she chose to use. I never forget she she drove a yellow beetle. That didn't last long. Um, I dated a uh, one girl that um, it was the first white um, white girl that I dated. It was a girl outside of my cultural um, my cultural race. You know, dating outside my race, that was the first biracial, no, I'm sorry, interracial relationship I was in, wrong term, um, interracial, interracial relationship, um, and some people were surprised, but I wasn't, I mean, I, I don't see, and I don't mind saying this, I don't see color when it comes to relationships, I don't see race, race is not a priority 
race is not the primary objective when it comes to me being interested in someone. Um, it is something to consider, but it's not to be held in high regards in relation to character because you're going to notice character uh, more than anything. You can learn a lot, and I say this all the time. You learn so much about somebody within the first five minutes of interacting with them and listening to them. So um, going forward, um, yeah, that that didn't last. Actually, that relationship ended um, one night when we went out to dinner. I couldn't front the bill. I didn't have money. I was very bad with my finances. The date ended, and we were like, yo, I think we should just call it quits um man i made so many mistakes like i was the man that i am i was am now nothing compared to the man i was because man i had so many defects so many character defects that caused a lot of issues in the relationships that i was in even though i was claiming to be this nice guy i still had flaws i still had a lot of um inconsistency and my I had consistent inconsistency which meant I had the you know, the the chronic ability to not always step up to being the man I was called to be then again I give myself grace because I was young I was learning but unfortunately people were a part of my learning process primarily women and girls so uh, but yeah that happened uh, dated somebody I was with that I actually worked with and um, it was kind of funny well it wasn't funny it wasn't funny at all um, but I dated somebody that I actually worked with and then that ended up ending because she thought that I was dating someone um, that we worked with that rumor got around and then everybody started saying it. you know oh, this is something that he's doing we ended up breaking up that didn't last ended up and then I the ultimate relationship that changed everything for me um, was the relationship with um, with so right now I am going to pause this uh, episode just for a moment um, they're doing a school tour here so um, I did not know this was gonna happen so I will be uh, right back I think this is a good time to take a break anyway so stay tuned and I'll be right back So I thought this would be a great opportunity to touch on the the idea of counseling. Um, over the last couple of years, I've heard from people who were undergoing counseling or undergoing some degree of therapy where they would have um, basically someone giving, uh, having, uh, taking a, taking a, taking an objective point of view of your situation or just your life in general so you know for a long time i've been saying oh, I, I do counseling i'm at some point but right now i'm just gonna handle nah nah i've had some recent issues um in, in regards to relationships with people um specifically um where i had to say yo i can't i can't do this anymore i need help so 
I sought after counseling. Uh, so far, I've had two sessions. I'm allowed five um, before um, I will have to start paying. This is actually these are counseling sessions that are provided via my employer. Um, so I'm taking advantage of that while I can. I spread them out so that I can use the appropriate pay time off in order to uh, accommodate those uh, missed days at work or missed hours. So, so far I've learned not just a lot about practicing ways to deal with situations in the moment, but how to handle things in general. Um, I've learned a lot about myself, things that I didn't pay attention before, things that have always been there, but now that I'm in a different point, part, point in my life, I'm able to see it from the outside opposed to just the inside since I'm the one living it. So I uh, greatly um, promote counseling, um, seeking advice and assistance um, from somebody who can give you a perspective um, from a clinical um, point of view, people that are skilled, people that are licensed and well-practiced and taking what you have and, and, and showing you things from a different angle that allows you to dig deep into the details and dissect that which has been causing great toxicity in your life. So I recommend uh, seeing a therapist or seeing a counselor um, whenever you can. So I just wanted to, you know, uh, create this PSA. Um, to promote the ideal of seeking help before things get too bad, you know? So, but anyway, uh, continue to listen. And now back to the episode. to the episode of the glory not stories again titled to all the girls i never loved so i figured that i'll leave these last few minutes to talk about the most important relationship i've ever been in um on a human aspect and that is marrying marrying oh wow marrying my my wife adrian uh, marcia pennywell um i can't I can't express enough how much she means to me. She has, Dr. Miles Monroe, um, a, a pastor who passed away uh, years ago. If you ever want to hear some good biblical teaching in, on, on theology, on um, primarily uh, Christ, Christian theology, he is a good person to listen to. Because not only is he preaching, he's teaching. And it leaves you engaged. He spoke about how women um, are created to receive and give back. Receive and give back. So everything that I've given my wife, my dreams, my aspirations, she has given it back to me. And given it back to me in a way that I was like, wow, 
wow, this is what I said and this is what can become of it. It's because of, it's because of my wife that I was um, exposed to the idea that I can pursue writing professionally. It's because of my wife that I realized that creating boundaries doesn't mean I love somebody any less. I just posted on Instagram and Facebook about how God created boundaries for the sake of having a relationship. If you go back to Genesis 3, uh, chapter 3, verses 22 through 24, um, God um, states that at, at that point man has become like one of them and they know we ended up knowing the difference between good and evil therefore we had to be separated from the tree of life so God places an angel and a sword and a sword of fire to uh, create a boundary to protect us because if we had partaken of that tree of life we will forever live in sin as in other words forever live in separation of, from him and that's not what he wanted. He wants us to have direct access to him. So he had to create a boundary for the sake of the relationship because he had already made plans to put us back in right standing in the New Testament upon uh, the death and birth of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. So God, in, God invented boundaries. <laughs> he invented boundaries, the master builder. So um, I would have never thought about this stuff, you know, if it wasn't due to the receiving and giving back of my wife. Adrian, if when you hear this, I just want you to know how much you mean to me. I love you. I am blessed. I prayed for you when I was 15 years old and I received you when I was 35. No, 34. 34. <laughs> 34. I received you when I was 34 officially. So thank you so much for everything you do, Adrian. Thank you for your love your heart, your consistency, and, the, and your fire. Yes, if I had an opportunity to meet your grandmother, I would have told her, I said, yes, your granddaughter is a firecracker, and I love every ounce of her. So, yeah, most definitely. Um, but yes, to all the girls I never loved, if you ever hear this, I do apologize um, for, my, um, for being inconsiderate. I apologize for my selfishness. I apologize if I've hurt you indirectly or directly. I apologize for being such a jerk. I apologize for hurting you. I do. You didn't deserve that and you don't deserve that. So I hope that this podcast finds you well, finds you happy, finds you joyful, finds you at peace. Um... But thankfully, God blessed me. God looked at me and said, you deserve a good wife. Simply because you're my child. Simply because I love you. Has nothing to do with you did what with what you did or should have done. But with has everything to do with how much I love you. So God has shown how much he loved me uh, initially through my family and then through my friends and now through my wife. So really blessed. I've learned so much from her. Um, you know, our friendship started in college and then we started dating when we turned 30. 
and things have just changed ever since then. Our marriage isn't perfect, but if you were to sit down with us and ask us if we have problems with our marriage, we would honestly say no at this point. No, we uh, we still got more growing. You know, ask us again in five years. You know, things gonna change. It it, it is. But right now, it's it's the external factors that we have to fight against. But thankfully, now that I have my helper, um, not as somebody who is beneath or above me, but somebody that is with me by my side, when things come, we can fight back to back. Things come from behind, she got me. Things come from behind her, I got her. So um, we're in this together, we fight together, we talk together, we discuss together, we come to conclusions together, we decide together. So thankfully I have people in, uh, we have friends in our, in our circle that have, you know, already surpassed certain milestones so they can offer you know, um, gems of encouragement and, and wisdom. Um, every marriage is different, but the general ideal of marriage is still the same. The sacrificing, um, the, the conjoining, joining lives with someone and not cleaving to your previous family, to your um, initial family, to your standard family to the nucleus, your nuclear family, I guess you should say. Um, probably not sure if that's the uh, right term, but the family that you grew up with, it's good that you have that foundation, but there may be some things that you have to unlearn in order to join lives with the person that you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. Um, that's something that we had to be, I had to be reminded, but my marriage with my wife is biblically biblical biblically based the relationships that i had prior were not that's why they failed because i was leaning into the relationship and the foundation upon which it was built opposed to leaning on the relationship that had defined every relationship with this our relationship with god so um so yeah i am blessed and uh, I've made mis I've even made some mistakes with my wife, with Adrian, my baby, my darling. But one thing that she constantly tells me, and I'm not saying I constantly make mistakes, but as we maneuver through life, she constantly reminds me, Calvin, you're worth it. Never heard that from anyone else before regarding um, courting someone. Then again, I've never been in a position where marriage was definite where marriage was the definite next step so but that's where i'm at now 35 going on 36 still learning still growing um but i'm loving every minute one thing that i love about spending time with my wife is like today on sad on weekends we most of the time we sleep in and we have breakfast at the table and we talk we talk there's a big decision that's coming up in the next day couple of days and we had to talk about it before we approach it and we have to understand that we're not going into this upset we're not going into this 
uh, with offense, we're going into this maintaining the relationship, making sure that we're doing everything we can to salvage what's important. So that's what we do. That's what that's what the penny wheels do. Um, the penny wheels, as in me and my wife, our branch of our family tree that we have created, that has been created through us. So um, I will say this. I haven't been married long, but I will say this going back to boundaries, going back to love. You have to set these boundaries. You have to do what's best for the relationship. When you're dating someone, make a decision that's best for both of you, even if it means y'all have to separate. Do what's best. I did not do a good job dating uh, these girls and these women. They deserved better. Um, then again, there are some things that they could have done better in relation to me. Not to say this is completely one-sided because I'm a man, but it takes two people to have a relationship. Two people. Um, so, yeah. Um, I should have done better. I could have done better, but I didn't. But the question is, did I learn from it? And did I do a behavioral change? And that answer is yes. No matter what I do, I am going to be a villain in somebody's story. I am a villain in, in one of the girl's stories that I've dated. And I forever will be. And I have to be okay with that. And I am. Not, that it, not because I don't care. But because I'd rather be okay with that than to hold resentment. And always view that person as something opposed to the something that's causing harm to the someone. I hope that made sense. <laughs> so I'm, I'm more focused on the thing than the person. Because if we label a person as a thing, then it, it becomes easy to destroy that person. And that's not good because we're human beings and we all deserve to live. We all deserve grace. We all deserve mercy. We deserve second chances. We do. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it helped in any any possible way. Again, this is me, your forever host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Um, and this is the episode titled To All the Girls I Never Loved. Peace. Yo, thank you all for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. <laughs>